The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 24th chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, About that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. For a very long time, the only countdowns I remember were on space shuttle launches aired from the Kennedy Space Center, or the countdown that happens when the, they drop the ball in New York City's Times Square on New Year's Eve. But now we have countdowns for movie and video game releases, countdowns to elections, and at this time of year, countdowns to Black Friday and Christmas, as stores tell us how many shopping days remain. Even in our church, our Advent calendars numbered 1 to 24 or 25 create a countdown to the birth of the baby Jesus. But Advent didn't begin as a countdown to Christmas. These four weeks anticipate the second coming of Christ. On this first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of the church year begins with the end in mind. The Gospel of Matthew was written about 50 years after Christ's ascension, and the Gospel writer was speaking to people who, like us, were in an in-between time. We have experienced salvation in Jesus Christ, God living among us in the flesh and taking on all that is ours so that we might have all that is his. But we are living in the already but not yet because the fullness of the kingdom of God is not yet realized. 
living here and now in this world, this word of God speaks to us. Jesus is on the Mount of Olives near Jerusalem, and he is giving his disciples a description of what the coming of the Son of Man will be like, recalling what it was like when the earth was flooded in the days of Noah. Ironically, in the rapture theology promoted by popular fiction like the Left Behind books, these verses have been misused to turn God into a body snatcher. But if we can listen again to what Jesus says in Matthew's Gospel, it becomes clear that the layers of judgment about who is righteous and who isn't, who will be taken and who will be left, are something that we have added. It's not in the text. Jesus does say that like those who were swept away in the floodwaters at the time of Noah, some will be taken and some will be left. But we don't know the reason any more than we know the day that it will happen. When Jesus says the second coming will be unexpected, I think often we adults hear it as a sudden and unpredictable thing, an unwanted interruption, and maybe even a threat. After all, the people that Jesus describes are living their everyday lives. They're eating and drinking, marrying and being given in marriage. Don't we all just want to live our lives? But what if we could be more childlike in our anticipation of the unexpected? Could we delight with the thrill of being surprised by a loving parent who has been deployed but appears out of nowhere to surprise us? Could we prepare for the Son of Man without trying to put it on a schedule? Could we ditch the chronos understanding of time and adopt more wonder and confidence in the kairos of God's timing? There is good news in not knowing it forces us to depend on God. We cannot know when God's kingdom will come in fullness, but we can trust the grace we have been given by God, that we are enough. God is not a body snatcher, and God is not a caricature of a schoolmaster who is out to catch us when we fall short. God knows each of us wholly in all our brokenness and sin. And in God's abundant mercy, God loves us, forgives us, and gives us eternal life. But what does Jesus mean when he tells us to prepare, to be ready, to stay alert, or keep watch? Well, he doesn't mean we shouldn't ever rest. And he doesn't call most of us to live a cloistered life, immersed in monastic prayer. Like the people Jesus describes, we must continue the work of our everyday life, eating and drinking, working and living in community together, and caring for our families and neighbors. 
The good news is that God gives us opportunities to help accomplish God's work here on earth in this in-between time. Shunning complacency, we can be alert for the ways God is calling us to live our lives. Be aware of the gifts we have been given that equip us to serve. And be attentive to the needs that still exist in our community and world. Just this past week, we saw glimpses of the kingdom right here in Shelby. One was when we shared our gifts of space and hospitality and hosted the community Thanksgiving worship here Tuesday night. Some 90 people were here with the Episcopal Church Choir and other musicians from Eskridge Grove Missionary Baptist, Aldersgate United Methodist, and Living Waters Ministry. People shared testimonies of gratitude and situations to include in prayer. And it was holy ground that encompassed the fellowship hall where people gathered for dessert and conversation after worship. And then on Wednesday, we donated desserts and loaned tables and chairs, chafing dishes and cornhole to the community table meal. We shared a meal at Graham School with people we didn't know. I met a woman and her children from Boiling Springs who were there for the first time. She said they would never have known that that meal was going to take place if the Cleveland County Schools hadn't sent out a phone message on their system. The whole meal was like the story of the loaves and fishes. And in addition to the others who ate there at the school that day, we had enough food to send home 13 boxes for her family members. Surely that was holy ground. As we begin this Advent, may we be alert and attentive and aware of what God is doing already among us and how we are invited to participate in God's kingdom here on earth, even now. Amen.